Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing Word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. One person in here today that's not important with this ministry. Somebody say amen. All right, now, part four. Today, we're learning about the eyes of the heart. Say that with me. The eyes of the heart. Proverbs 4, 23. Now, before we read this, let's open up in prayer. Father... We just thank you this morning for every person that's here today. I thank you for your word that you've given your people. We thank you for everything that you are showing us about vision. That if we can see these things, no matter how impossible they may seem in the natural, we can have them. We can obtain them. And Father, as they manifest, and they will manifest, you're going to get the glory, Father. People's going to talk about for years to come what you did in our lives. So I thank you for this and I praise you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right, now look at Proverbs 4, 23. It says, Keep thy heart with all what? Diligence. How many knows what the word diligence means? It, does, it means you're not just halfway doing something, right? You're giving it all you've got. With all diligence, for out of it are what? The issues of life. How many are dealing with issues? Come on. Not just, not just bad things, but everything in your life. Well, guess where, guess where the Bible says in the Hebrew now, if you look at the Hebrew, it says it like this. The origin or the direction of your life flows out of your heart. Woo, that's a powerful statement, isn't it? Where are you going? Let me ask you that question. Where are you going today? Because the Bible says, whatever's in your heart is the direction of where you're going. It's creating the pathway to wherever you're going. So that's why, he, that's why the, the, uh, you could say Solomon wrote this. That's why Solomon says, above everything else, give diligence to guard. That word guard means as like a gatekeeper. You're allowing or you're inspecting what's coming in and what's going out. So he says, above everything else, you keep a guard over your heart because whatever you put in your heart is going to direct your life. Oh, yeah. Everybody with me this morning. All right. So watch this. God has designed your heart to do one thing. Turn to your neighbor and say, it produces. It produces. That's what it was designed for. Now you may be saying this morning, what does, what does my heart have to do with vision? Everything. Absolutely everything. Number one, guess what? That's where vision is created. Did you know that? That's where vision is created. It's not here. Now, let, before I go any further, let's break this down. Because people talk about the power of the mind. And when they say that, they usually refer to your brain, this organ up here. That's what they usually... But that's not your mind. Your mind is the soulish part of you that is in your heart which is your spirit man. So, so watch this, watch this. When you die, what happens to this organ? It dies. 
Now people want to talk about how, how much power this organ has up here. But let me tell you something like this. Let me ask you this question. What is empowering, what's giving power to this organ up here? There has to be a life force, amen? It doesn't just magically work on its own. But there has to be a life source. Can I tell you what that life source is? It's your inner man. You take your inner man away, this organ dies. So the power is not in this brain, but the power is in your what? Your mind, which is in your heart. So I'm going to tell you one more time that your heart, what's going on in your heart has everything to do with vision because number one, that is where vision is produced. And number two, that is where all the issues of life flow out of, the direction of your life. Okay, so let's look at it like this. Your heart was designed to produce whatever you put in it, not the other way around. Now, many people think, now watch this, many people think that their heart is going to just magically produce something out of it. But is that the case? No. How many, now watch this now, how many uh, early this spring just went out there and said, okay, ground, magically produce me some corn, some cucumbers. Come on, what else you like? Come on, what else? Tomatoes. Come on, ground, just produce them. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait till you bring them up. Does that work? Why not? It's, it's the ground that produces them, right? But guess what? That ground, the soil, was only designed to produce what you do what? Put into it. Is that right? Pretty simple, right? Okay, our heart, Jesus made it clear in the parable of the scattered seed. He said our heart is the soil. All right, so back to that ground. Is that ground just going to magically produce something just because I want it to? I have to put something in it, right? If I want corn, I have to put corn in the ground. If I want cucumbers, I... See? What? If I want cucumbers, I have to put a cucumber seed in the ground. Okay, so it's the same thing with my heart. My heart is not going to magically fairy dust now, magically produce something that I want in God just because I wish it. I have to take the seed, and by the way, what's the seed? The Word. Now, what have we been learning this whole series? What produces vision? The Word, right? Because the Word produces what? Faith. When you believe something, you see it. Amen. Come on. When you believe something, you can see it. You get a mental picture of it. So now, watch this. Believing is seeing. Remember, we've been learning that. Okay, so the Bible says that the seed is the Word. So if I want something in the Word to work in my life, what do I have to do? You have to plant that seed where? In your heart. Why? Because where does a man or woman believe from? 
You mean they don't believe in their mind, their brain? They believe where? The heart. Romans makes that clear. He says, with the heart, the man, man believeth. Right? Okay, so your heart's got to do everything with your vision. Okay, so it's vitally important that we make sure that we're putting the right things in our heart. We're not just allowing anything and everything come into our heart, right? Because guess what? The heart is made or designed by God to produce something. Whatever I put in it. Whatever. Now, if you know anything about gardening, you know that weeds are easier to produce than the things that you want. It's the same thing with the things of the world. It's a whole lot easier to manifest the things of the world than it is to manifest the things of God. How many knows you can sow some weeds in your heart? You can sow some junk in your heart. So you have to be careful. He said, give all diligence. Now look at, now here's why I'm saying this. Go to Proverbs 27, or 23, excuse me. It says, read this with me. For as he thinketh where? In his heart, so is he. Stop. So as somebody has created a vision in their heart, that's who they truly are. Or that is where they're truly going. Jesus also said, and we're going to read this later, He said, where your treasure is, your heart is also. Or where your heart is, your treasure is. Okay, so now we're getting something. That there is a vision that is produced where? In our heart that is designed to direct our entire life. See, here's what I've learned, is that most people are only, uh, how, how should I say this? They're only preoccupied by what is going on around them. They're always trying to change everything around them. They're trying to change a financial issue. They're trying to change a problem with their, their uh, marriage or this or that. They're always trying to change everything around them by focusing on things where? Outside. When the Bible says that every issue of life is coming from what source? The heart. So that tells me, watch this, if it's coming from my heart, then it's something that I've placed in there. Right? Because again, hold on now, let's go back to it. Does the heart produce of itself? No. The heart only produces what you put in it. If you are producing fear, is fear manifesting in your life, then you've been placing fear in it. Somebody say, come on now. All right, so if, if you've been placing doubt, if you've got doubt coming out of you, and I mean you're just having a hard time believing the things of God, and you're just doubting everything, and you're just questioning everything, what have you been placing in you? It's simple. Because guess what? Come on now. Jesus said, or excuse me, Paul said later on, he said, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man, what? Sows. What's he going to reap? That which he sows. Not something else. 
because your heart was designed to produce only what you sow in it. So whatsoever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So can I say it like this? Whatever you see yourself in yourself is what is going to manifest on the outside. Lord Jesus. Go to Luke 17.21. This is the amplified version, the classic version. Watch this. It says, nor people will say, this is Jesus talking about, look, here it is, or see, it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Where at in you? In your heart. And among you, in your heart. And among you, surrounding you. So Jesus said it like this, and the King James says, the kingdom of God is not around you, it's within you. Now what's he talking about right here? He's talking about, watch this, everybody is always, like I said just a minute ago, they are always outside-minded. See, we've been taught, watch this, we've been taught for years that everything that we want and desire and need is where? Amen. That's what we've been taught. If we got a financial issue, my money's out there. Are my breakthroughs out there? If I need healing in my body, it's something I need out there. Now, when I say out there, I don't mean just uh, physically out there. I'm talking about spiritually too. You need something out there to meet your need on the inside. But Jesus said that the kingdom of God... Now, let's stop right there. What's in the kingdom of God? Somebody say everything. Everything. Everything you could possibly... What, what did God say He would do in Ephesians? He said, I will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think of, according to the power. Where is that power? In the kingdom of God. So watch this. So everything you could possibly want, need, desire, even beyond what you can think of, is already in you. That capability is in you. Well, Pastor Robbie, how is it in me? Some might say the heart. See, watch this. God has designed my heart. How many knows this is the kingdom of God? Everything that's in this word that God says I can have, he's, he's established this is the will of the kingdom of God, right? And even Jesus said, he said, you pray this prayer. He said, you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on where? Earth as it is where? In heaven. So you ought to be living heaven on earth. Now how do we do that? Here's the good news. How many is born again in here this morning? Oh yeah. Alright, so watch this. God has recreated you. New. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. He has created your heart to receive the kingdom. Now watch this. So watch. So I can take these words... Sow them in my heart and produce the kingdom on the outside of me. First, it's going to be produced where? Here. Then it's going to be produced where? Outside. So what are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that if you place this word, if you sow this word in your heart and you keep sowing it in your heart and you keep meditating. We learned about this for several weeks now. To meditate means to what? To mutter it. To, to, to say it to yourself over and over. When you are sowing that, watch this. 
whatever you are demanding of that word will produce. Is that right? That seed that you sow in the ground will demand that soil to produce what you sow. Can somebody say amen? And I'm telling you right now, stretch your faith this morning. Whatever you sow in this word, if you're sowing a financial seed, if you're looking in here at every scripture that has to deal with your finances, if you sow that seed in your heart, it has to produce. If you sow every healing scripture you can find and you sow it in your heart, it has to produce. Why? Because whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, what? So is he. So if I sow health in my heart, and I'm sowing it, and I'm sowing it. I begin to produce a, a vision in my heart of seeing myself just as healthy as I could be. I mean, running up the steps like Rocky Balboa. You know what I'm talking about? I begin to see myself doing this. It's going to produce, or watch this, change what's on the outside. Turn to your neighbor and say, it has to. I'm not talking, listen to me, I'm not talking about rolling the dice and see if this works. I'm talking about something that works all day, every day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It has to. It is a law. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Has to. It is a law. You could not. At the beginning of this year, in the springtime, you could not have sowed cucumber seeds and got onions. You could not. It's impossible. But I'm telling you, as soon as you sowed them seeds in the ground, that it placed a demand on that ground. That ground had to produce. Now, I love what Jesus said in one other parable. He said, the kingdom of God is as a man who sows seed in the ground. And he goes about night and day, and he knows not how it produces. Somebody say, you don't have to know how. You don't have to. We don't have to know all the mechanics of how we can take this word, put it in our mouth, let it go down in our heart, and we believe it, and it produces something in our life. We don't have to know how for it to work. It'll work. Turn to your neighbor and say, it will work. But no, we have been taught that everything we need is on the outside. So watch this. So we spend our time trying to change everything out here. That's all we're focused about, just changing everything out here. When God said, if you'll just change what's on the inside, it has to produce something different than what you have been receiving. Oh, Lord. How many would like in here this morning would like to receive something different than what you have been? Well, now, now listen, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand this. That if I want something different, I have to sow something different. Is that right? If I sow the same thing, I'm going to reap the same thing. So we've got to sow something different. Now go to Matthew 13, 19. Listen to what this says. It says, and when anyone hears the word, this is that scattered seed parable now, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, what's the word of the kingdom? You got it with you, your Bible. When anybody hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, somebody said they don't understand. 
Then comes the wicked one and catches it away, that which was sown where? All right. That which he received seed by the wayside. All right. So one, I think it's either uh, Mark or Luke says it this way, that as soon as the seed was sown, Satan came and snatched it away. And it will make you think that he can just come anytime he wants to and take the word away from you. But that's not what it's saying because Matthew gives you a, a deeper understanding. He says the only time that the enemy can take away the word from you is when you what? When you don't understand it. Now what we've been talking about? Vision. What is vision? Enlightenment. Understanding, right? When I flip the light switch on, I've got clear perspective. I know what's in this room. And it's the same thing with the kingdom of God. When we, watch this, Satan is only able to come and take that word and stop it from producing in your heart when you don't understand. Or in other words, when the light is not coming through. Now, how many people do I have in here that's planted gardens or stuff like that? Raise your hand. I got a few. All right, now watch this. So you know that it's not... It's not enough just to sow that seed in the ground. What else does that, that seed have to have? And what else? Light. Somebody say light. It has to have light. Has to. No light, no producing. Period. I don't care how much you water it. I don't care how well you sowed it into the ground. No light, no producing. You say, what are you getting at? What is light? Understanding. Somebody say light is understanding. So watch this. I could I could say this, I said this a few weeks ago, I think I did. I could preach to you all day about healing. But if you don't see it, Satan's gonna come immediately and take that word. I'm sowing the seed. I'm sowing the seed. But that light is not reaching your heart. I'm going somewhere now. Listen to me. I could, I could talk to you all day about how God wants you to be blessed. I mean, I could pull out um, just 50 scriptures. But if that light does not enter into your heart, you can't receive it. You can't understand it. And you're never going to see yourself that way. And watch this. If you, if you cannot see yourself blessed, you'll never be blessed. If you cannot see yourself healed, you'll never be healed. So the light has to come in. So real simply, this is what Jesus is saying. He says sometimes the word is sown. It's sown in the heart, but no light enters in on the soil, so it produces nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. Go to Psalms 119. Look at this real quick, and we'll come back to that. It says, the word is a what? It's a lamp unto my feet, and what? It's a light unto my path. Say that one more time. It's a lamp unto my feet. It shows me where I am. I can look in this word right now, and it will show me where I am right now in my life. But guess what else? It's not, that's not all. It's a, it's a light unto my path, right? So therefore, it'll show me which direction to go. Amen? What did I say? The words of God produces vision. 
The word of the Lord came to Abraham. We learned this a few weeks ago. How? By a vision. He's seen himself a father of many nations. He's seen Isaac. He's seen all his descendants. He's seen all of that. He never had a written word from God, but he had a vision. And if you have a vision, you've got everything. Somebody say amen. If you've got a vision, you've got everything. Why? Because the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All right, so watch this. So you've sown the word in your heart. How many has been sowing the word in your heart? That's good. But it doesn't stop there. What do you need? You need water and what else? Light. Now the word of God is the water too. Amen? Jesus said, I am the living what? And he was the word made what? All right, now we're getting somewhere. All right, so watch this. So that's not all that we need because guess what? It's not enough just start to start producing something in my heart, is it? I want what is producing in my heart to come forth, amen? That's what we like to call manifestation. How many likes manifestation? Yeah, we like manifestation. So we cannot just stop at sowing the Word. We have to let the light come in. Is that right? All right. How does the light come in? The light comes in, watch this, when you begin to understand the Word of God. Now, the Greek word says it like this. If you read the Greek in this, it says the mind does not let the light of understanding in. Ooh, that's good right there. The mind. Somebody say the mind. What is the mind? It's, it's part of the heart, right? It's in the heart. What part of you is your mind? If you've been here long enough, I've taught you this. Come on. Your soul. Somebody say my soul. My soul is my mind, my will, and emotions, okay? So watch this. So the Greek reads it like this. The mind does not let the light of understanding in. So the heart is ready to produce whatever you put in it, right? It's ready. I mean, it's ready to go. But you've got to have light. And the problem is, watch this. The problem is, is that your soul is the eyes of your heart. Say that with me. My soul is the eyes of my heart. I'm teaching you something today. I know this is a lot to bring in. Your soul is the eyes of your heart. Now, what are your eyes? Are your eyes the light? No. No, 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 no. They're not. They only do what? They receive it. <clears throat> right? Now, how many knows if you got vision trouble, watch this. It's only because your eyes can no longer receive light like they should. Is that right? Woo, we're getting somewhere. What do you need to grow that seed? Light. All right? But if my mind is not transformed, somebody say amen. Now see, the Bible talks about it's not just the status of my heart. There's a part of my, there's, 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 the soul part of me that's in my heart, that's part of my inner man, that has to be transformed. Why? 
Because if it's not, then my eyesight is cloudy. And if my eyesight is cloudy, then guess what? It doesn't quite let the light in. It has trouble letting the light in. And if I have trouble letting the light in, the seed that I'm sowing in my heart can't what? Oh, Lord. I'm still talking about vision because vision's in here first. Before it ever is out here, it's in here. I said this the first week. Everything you see around you, take a look. It was first a vision. Somebody envisioned it. And they kept focusing on it. They kept fellowshipping with it. They kept getting understanding of it, how they can bring it forth. And then they brought it forth. Hence the chair. Hence the metal towers. Everything you see around you. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. Alright, so, <clears throat> so now the eyes of my heart is really my soul. Matthew 6, 21. We're going to go to the King James first. Matthew 6, 21. Alright, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Next verse. The light of the body is the what? The eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Verse 23. But if your eye be evil, your heart or thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now before I go on to a translation that you can easily understand better than this one, because there's a few words that the King James uses and you're thinking, what in the world does that mean? A single eye, eye single, what are we talking about? I want to say this right here. Now listen to this last statement that Jesus makes. Now watch this. This tells you that if you keep compromising, you keep compromising, you keep compromising, what you knew was wrong will become right to you. Hence he said, the light that you think you have is really what? Darkness. Do you know there are people today that thinks it's God's will that you be sick as a dog? I mean, talk, I'm talking about people that love God. Go to church every day that thinks it's holy and righteous to be so broke you don't know how you're making it till the end of the week. Come on. Some, there's some people in the church that love God. I mean, they love God. And they'll quote Job more than they'll quote anybody in the Scripture. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Who took away from Job? Satan took away. See, Job's understanding was not manifested. He didn't understand. It wasn't God that took away everything from Job. It was the devil. Somebody say amen. So he says, if the light that you think you have is darkness, you're in deep darkness. All right, now let's go to the voice translation. This is really going to help you understand this. All right, listen to this right here. It says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Whatsoever man thinketh in his heart, so what is he? All right. The eye is the lamp of the body. It lets the light in. You draw 
light into your body through your what? Eyes. Not these eyes, but what? The eyes of your heart, all right? You draw light into your body through your eyes, and the light shines out to the world through your eyes. Okay, so hold on now. So now we're seeing a cycle. God says, whatever I let in is going to produce something, and it's going to come back out. Oh, glory. That's what we want. That's called manifestation. All right, so watch this. It says, the light that shines out through the world is through your eyes. So if your eye is well, you got clear vision. If your eye is well, it shows you what is true. I love that right there. Because you know what that tells me? That tells me that I'm going to see the kingdom of God for what it truly is. The enemy's not going to deceive me. Come on. He's not going to have, he's not going to cloud my understanding. I'm going to be seeing. How many's ever heard that song? I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. All right. That's what he's talking about. All right. You will see well and it shows you what is true. Then your whole body will be filled with what? What do you need for you see to produce? Light. Okay. But if your eye is clouded, if your mind is not transformed and you're still thinking like the world, you're still talking like, you're still reasoning like it, your eyes of your mind is clouded. When you see that scripture that says, by his stripes you were healed, that untransformed mind automatically says, well, wait a minute, I'm still feeling sickness in my body. I can't understand that. How am I already healed when I know I'm sick? You see what I'm saying? That, that untransformed mind says, wait a minute, he says I'm prosperous. Through the poverty of Jesus, I've been made rich, but I know what's in my finance. I know what's in my bank account. How could that be? And it butts heads with it. You've got cloudy vision, so what's having trouble entering in? The light. Are y'all seeing this? And if the light's having trouble entering in, how many knows that God knew exactly how much sunlight everything needed to produce on the earth? Do y'all believe that? So the sun is just strong enough that it doesn't singe everything that the light hits, but it's also not so weak that the sea will maybe produce for a little bit, but it can't quite mature. Somebody say he knows what he's doing. All right, so if I have a cloudy eyesight of my understanding or my mind, yeah, that seed might start to produce a little bit, but it's never going to become to the place where the Bible says, we learned last week, 30, 60, 100 fold, we received a harvest. If your eye is clouded or evil, then your body will be filled with evil and dark clouds. And the darkness that takes over the body of a child of God who has gone astray, that is the deepest, darkest darkness there is. Now how many better understand that verse right there, now that we read it through this translation? So it's real simple. God is saying, yeah, that's good that you've got your heart where you need it to be. It's ready to produce. But you've got to have some light. And the only way you get some light 
is what Romans 12, 2 said. He said, be you transformed. Don't be conformed to this world. How many, how many knows that you cannot receive the things of God by the, the uh, procedures of the world? You can't do it. It's impossible. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what God told me before, and I know I've said this before. God says, whatever the world tells you to do, do the opposite. Pretty simple, isn't it? All right, so watch. So he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Clear your eyesight. Clear your eyesight. See, when you begin to transform your mind, you begin to see differently. How many knows that? You begin to see differently. A real easy example is those things you used to see on Facebook, and they'd ask you, it was like a weird picture, and they'd say, what do you see? And one person would see something, and then another person would see something totally different. But it was all by the understanding that you have. Is that right? It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. If you can't see it, you can't have it. All right, well, how do I see it? I've got to clear my eyesight. And the only way that I can clear my eyesight is that I have to transform my thinking. And the only way that I can transform my thinking is by what? Somebody say the word's good for everything. I'm going to use this in a different message, but I'm just going to touch on it here for a minute. You ever had your mom, you be talking to your mom for a minute or your dad or something like that, and they'll, they'll turn around and look at you and say, who have you been talking to? That's going to be a title of that message. Who have you been talking to? Because watch this. Whatever you've been listening to and talking with, has affected you to such a degree that it's now changing your attitude. It's changing how you talk. Come on. And they'll look at you and say, who you been talking to? Because they know by your actions and how you're speaking that you've been listening to the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. See, it's the same thing with the Word of God. How can I transform my mind? I'll tell you how. By talking to the right person. This word will talk to you. Matter of fact, there's a specific verse that says the word shall talk with thee. This word will talk to you. Amen. God will talk with you. And I promise you right now, God's never going to talk doubt with you. God is never going to talk worry. He's never going to come to you and say, Brother Stevie, I don't, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what to do about this. He's never going to do that. So when, when Stevie comes to me and I can tell that he's speaking faith and he's not worried about his circumstances, I know who he's been talking to. Can somebody say amen? I know. But if he comes to me and say, listen, man, I, I just don't think it's, this faith stuff works. I'm telling you. Because I look at my situation and I can see it's getting worse and worse and worse. I know who he's been talking to. Saints of God, who do you think is making you focus on your circumstances. Who did, watch this. Who do you think put it in your mind? All right, so we know that God can speak to us many different ways, right? And one of the key ways that He speaks is He puts thoughts into us, right? 
He puts godly thoughts in us. The Bible says He both wills and puts in us the desire to do His will. Alright, so Satan knows that. And one of the prime ways that Satan can communicate with people is by how? Thoughts. Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but what? Against what? Strongholds. Our weapons are mighty. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And they pull down strongholds. Where are these strongholds? Paul told you. He said it's in the mind. It's in your eyesight. It's in your understanding. And he said, we take these thoughts captive and we make them what? Obey Christ. So watch this right here. So that tells me right away that Satan can insinuate thoughts in my mind. Now as long as you're here on this earth, he's been stripped of his power. Are y'all listening to me? And you've been given all power over him. I don't care what the church told you. I'm telling you what Jesus told you. He said, you've been given all power of the enemy. But he does have the power to place thoughts in your mind. So watch this. So you, you just went, you, you're going through a situation, right? And you just went and you looked in the Word of God, what it says about that situation. Okay, I'm standing on that. I'm standing on that. The next day you wake up, a thought pops in your mind. It's getting worse. Now, who do you think put that in your mind? Who do you think put it there? And watch this. If you start talking about it, I'm telling you right now, things are just getting worse. They're just getting worse and worse. I mean, every time we look around, I knew it was going to get worse. I know right away who you've been talking to. Somebody say amen. I know right away. You've not been listening to God. You've not been listening to the Word. You've been considering what's going on around you. And what, what's been, what, what have we been taught? The only way that things are going to turn around for you is if something happens where? Out here. So we don't pay attention to what's going on on the inside. We're just focusing on what's happening on the outside. Okay. So, the Greek says in this passage, the Greek says a person lacks a clear vision. Yeah, they may have a partial vision, but they lack clear vision. A little bit of light is not enough to make it produce, is it? He said you would be full of light. Your whole body would be full of light. So when I am transformed in my mind... I now have made the eyes of my heart have clear understanding. Which means simply this. I am now fully focused on the vision that God has given me. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what the enemy's trying to do, hey, look over here. No, I am focused. I'm going after it and I'm not stopping till I get it. I'm going to receive every time. I'm going to receive every time. Ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't even planning on saying this, but God just quickened this to me. Ladies and gentlemen, the woman with the issue of blood was saying she would be healed, confessing it, 
meditating on it while she was still bleeding night and day. It was not as if this time of transforming herself, the bleeding stopped. And I think that's, that's what so many people are waiting on. They're waiting on the storms of life to stop before they'll transform their mind. You transform right in the middle of that storm. Do you hear what I'm saying? I said you transform right in the middle of that problem. I don't care if your back's against the wall. You transform right then and there because what you're doing on the inside will manifest on the outside. It will manifest. It didn't matter how much she kept bleeding and kept bleeding and kept bleeding. When she got it right in here, it changed everything out here. Can somebody put your hands together and give God some praise this morning? It changed everything. When you get it right in here, Jesus said when you get full of light in here, how? Through the eyes of your mind. Meaning when you transform and you start thinking like God, talking like God, walking like God, you're going to produce like God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Do not forget that. Even in the natural... All right, let's deal with, it, with the natural for a moment. Do you know, now I don't know if you know this or not, but do you know that your mind sends twice as many signals to your eyes as your eyes do to your, your brain? I should say brain, not your mind. Do you know that? So that tells you right away that you see what you want to see. In other words, your brain, before your eyes even see something, your brain is already processed, this is what you're going to see. Now that's on a natural level. What could happen when we do that on a spiritual level? When our mind is transformed, the soul part of us, John said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul is prospering. When your soul is in prosperity and you're, you're, you have clear vision, what you see out here, come on, you're going to see it through the eyes of a transformed mind. My God. What am I telling you? All right, let's fast forward past the one with the issue of blood. How many remembers Jairus that came to Jesus and said, If you come and lay hands on my daughter, she will live. A man came to him and said, No longer bother the master, she's dead. Jesus looked to him, hearing what they said. That word hearing in the Greek is not what we call hearing. That word hearing was, it was as if Jesus didn't pay a lick of attention to what they said. How many knows you can hear something, but you didn't hear it? What'd you say? What'd you say now? That's what Jesus did. 
He heard it with his ears, but he did not pay attention to it. He was not, watch this, because his transformed mind was already saying, what? By faith, all things are possible. He turns immediately to Jairus and says, do not fear, only believe. That is a good example of what having the clear eyes of your mind or your heart is. Even though, hey, the situation outside was still going on. She was still dead outside, right? That issue was still there. Jesus did not acknowledge that. But He only spoke words of faith. So the next time you look at your situation and that thought comes in your mind, things are just getting worse, things are just getting worse. That's the wrong voice and you better shut it off right then and there. Because the enemy, watch this, do you think he doesn't know that whatever you put in your heart is going to produce? He knows that. That's why he's working 24-7 to get all this junk in you. To cloud your vision. To make it to where you can't see yourself where God said you're going to go. You just can't see it. He knows that. That's why he works 24-7 to try to make you focused on what's going on. Look around. Things are just keeping worse. They just keep getting worse. They just keep... Come on, look around. I know you've been confessing. I know you've been doing this and that. But look, things are still getting worse. All the while, all the while though, watch this. On the inside... Things are progressing. How many knows? Watch this. You can't see right away what that seed is doing in the ground, but it's doing something. My God. All right, so write this down. The Greek says if, there's vision, if the vision is not clear, the eyes of their mind has become darkened and cloudy so that the light cannot come in. And if there's no illumination, there's no vision. Right? You're in a pitch black room, there's no vision. No vision? Watch this. And if there's no vision, the heart cannot produce. I'm going to say it again. If there's no vision, the heart cannot produce. This is why Paul said... He prayed this prayer, and we're getting ready to go to that prayer. This is why he prayed this prayer. Because when this prayer takes place in your life, every disadvantage that the enemy had over you is gone. How many is ready to see this prayer? Let's go to it, Dave. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter uh, 1, verse 16. This is the Amplified, because this is going to help you better understand this. It says, for I always pray, this is Paul speaking, I always pray to God, to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that He may grant you a spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of Him, by having the eyes of what? Your heart flooded with what? Light. The eyes are not the light. The eyes only receive the what? The light. But if my eyes are clouded, they can't receive it. Alright, so he prays that you have a clear eyesight in your heart. That your mind is transformed, that you can receive that light of the gospel, 
When you open this and read it, the light of the gospel is trying to enter in. Alright, so he says that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light so that you can know and understand. How did the enemy take the word? They didn't understand it, right? He said that you may understand the hope which he has called you to. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. In other words, what God has in store for you. Come on now. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power. Where? Come on, where? In. Not out. Oh, Lord, I need you to do something out here. No, he says, let me do something in here. Because what I do in here is going to manifest out here. And it's going to change everything out here. Somebody say hallelujah. So he says this unlimited, immeasurable, surpassing power is in you. But it can't come out without light. Amen? Watch this. Surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who do what? Believe. Where are we believing? In our heart. As demonstrated in the working of his mighty power. Is that all I got, Dave? Go on to the next one. All right. Which he exerted in Christ. Okay. So he says, here's your example of this. It was displayed in Christ's life. All right. So watch. That tells me right away that God says, everything that I displayed in Jesus' life, I want to display it in your life. Somebody say, come on now. That's what, he te- that's what he's telling me right there. All right, so which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above what? All rule, authority, power, dominion, and every name that is named, and above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age or in this world, but also in the age and the world that which is to come. And he has put how many things? All things under his feet and has appointed him the universal supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in the body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete. Stop right there. So all these advantages that Christ has. All right, I just read them to you. He's over everything, right? Everything's under his feet. All right, he says, this same Christ, come on, is working where? In the body. Somebody say, that's me. We are the body. Okay, so what that's telling you is, is... If Christ now has the advantage over every principality, power, ruler of darkness, every dominion, every throne, everything that you can think of, and He's now in you, and that same power is working in you, which is what? In surpassing, right? Mighty, beyond anything that you can measure then guess what? I now have the advantage. Somebody say I. 
I have the advantage over every principality, over every power, over everything that's named. Come on, somebody. You say, I don't believe that. Really? He gave you power of attorney over His name. What does that mean? Come on now. What does that mean? If, if, if Cheryl gives me power of attorney over all her estate, which I believe she will. I'm claiming that by faith. If she gives me power of attorney, you know what that means? Everything she has is whose? I got the same power. Somebody say, I have the same power. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. Ooh, glory. So now we're getting somewhere. So now this tells us this. When our mind is transformed and our soul is prospering, the eyes of our heart are no longer clouded. What does that mean? That means now the glorious light of God can flow into us and give us what? Understanding of what? Everything that belongs to us. Do you know why so many people are wrestling with healing? Because they truly don't believe it's theirs. Why are so many people wrestling with a prosperity message? Because they truly don't believe it's theirs. Why are so many people wrestling with can God deliver them and set them free? Because they really don't believe that it's theirs. That light is trying to come in and the, their eyes are so clouded, it just bounces right back off. And the heart can't produce. But watch this. When that understanding comes, somebody say understanding. When that understanding comes, it gives you the advantage over every principality, power, ruler of darkness. Long story short, over anything that you're dealing with right now in your life, you have the advantage over it. Somebody say, praise God. And how is that? By vision. By vision. <laughs> Write this down. I remember this. When you see clearly, the enemy's power is gone. I believe I said this a few weeks ago. This is what God told me one time. He said, when, when, as soon as people see it, the enemy's power is gone. Does the devil know that? So what's he working on? Making sure you don't see. I just don't see no way out of this. I just don't see things getting better. When you can see clearly, the enemy's power is gone. So there is nothing that the enemy has over you when you have vision. Come on up. Somebody play the piano, whatever you're going to do. When you have vision, the enemy has no power over you anymore. None. So what's the, what's the key thing that I need to do? I need to get vision. I need to open up this word. And I need to see what God says about me. And I need to see what God says about my finances. I need to see what He says about my health. I need to see what He says about my peace. 
my joy, the desires that He's given me, I need to see these. Because as soon as I get this into me, it begins to uncloud my vision and I begin to see clearly. Y'all heard me say this before. When I was a younger, when I was a kid, I used to be sick all the time. I mean sick all the time. All the time. Sick. But when I open this up, and I begin to let this word transform me, I let the glorious light of the gospel flood into my heart, it opened up my eyes and I said, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to be sick. The advantage that the devil had over me was immediately gone. Just that quick. Now, those of you that hang around close to me or have been with me a while, when's the last time you've seen me sick? The glorious light. The glorious light is flooding in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? If you've got vision, the enemy's got nothing on you. Stand to your feet this morning. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prophetic Faith, the podcast edition. For partnering information or for prayer requests, you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith@yahoo.com. And just remember, one word from God can change anything.